Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for this opportunity to gather here today. May we be filled with your spirit so that we can fill your world with love. In Jesus' name, amen. So believe it or not, I used to play baseball. Um, I was on a team. Well, that's not true. I tried out for a team. And um, I, uh, I was in middle school, and all my friends were doing it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play baseball. So I went home, and I found a, a, a mitt that we had and, and a ball. And I went outside, and I started to, to train to play baseball. And so I would throw the ball up in the air and catch it, throw the ball up in the air and catch it. One time I even got my older brother to come out there with me and we were throwing the ball back and forth and it, the ball hit me in the knee, swelled up, but you know what? I wasn't going to quit. I kept on going. I was going to make that team. And so then the day came for tryouts to begin and I walked out there and it seemed like every boy in my middle school was out there, probably 40 or 50 kids. And, and I don't know much about that day. I don't remember everything because it was, I don't know, forever ago. But I do remember that one of the drills we had to do was line up in two long lines facing each other. And we would throw the ball back and forth. One would throw, the other would catch. He would throw, catch. You know how it goes. Well, I learned something in that drill. I'm not a baseball player at all. I'm awful at it. I couldn't throw or catch. I spent more time running after the ball than I did actually throwing or catching. And so that was the first day of tryouts. And for me, that was the last day of tryouts because I quit. I was done. And looking back, I'm still embarrassed about how that went. Not just how poorly I played, and trust me, that was absolutely humiliating. But I'm embarrassed that I quit, you know? I mean, I, I, I could have tried to stick it out. But instead of, you know, going through the practices and learning more and more, I was done. I'd love to tell you that that's the only time in my life that I've ever quit, and that was the last time, but it wasn't. And I'm sure I'll quit something again. But I'm not alone. I mean, haven't you all quit something at some point in your life? I mean, maybe it was a job that was, you know, something that you really didn't enjoy. Maybe it was a hobby. I mean, there's a lot of former golfers out there, right? You just got tired of finding your balls in the trees all the time. And, you know, that's why I only play once or twice a year. But there's some people have quit relationships because things got too ugly or, or just too bad and it was too difficult to continue. Some people have, have quit schools or, 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 or dropped classes because they were too hard. I mean, the reality is generally when we quit something, it's because it's too difficult. It's either too difficult for our schedule, it's too difficult for our emotions, it's too difficult for us to understand, it's too difficult for us to be good at, and so what do we do? We quit. Maybe it's just human nature to sometimes stop doing things. Maybe it's one way to keep us from, from just going crazy. But the reality is everybody quits something at some point. That's what we heard about in today's gospel reading, isn't it? Let's, let's, let's rewind what's gone on in the last couple months in, in our Sunday morning Bible readings. It started with Jesus feeding the 5,000. You've probably heard that story before. 
5,000 people had gathered out there. They were hungry, so Jesus fed them with five loaves of bread and two fish. And they were so impressed with that, Jesus went alone to be by himself to pray, that his disciples, they took the boat to the other side of the sea. Now, I don't know how they were planning for Jesus to get there, but Jesus figured it out. He walked on water and came to them. And then when they got there, a little bit after that, all the people that he had fed the day before, they had walked to Capernaum. And Jesus said, I know why you're here. You're hungry again. And you want me to feed you again, like I did yesterday. But he said, don't go for the food that perishes. Go for the bread of life. And if you eat this bread, you'll never be hungry. And they're like, well, we want this bread. And it says, the bread that I'm talking about is my flesh. If you eat of my, if you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, then you, will, uh, then you will have life in you. And you'll live eternally. And they're like, um, Jesus, that sounds a little bit like cannibalism. We're not so sure about that. And so he doubled down and kept talking about him being the bread of life and eating flesh and drinking blood. And, and, and then today, it finally comes to an end with Jesus saying, if you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, I will abide in you. And finally, it, says, some, it, it tells us that some of his disciples said, this is too hard. This teaching is too hard. And that seems a little strange to me. How is a teaching too hard? Is it too hard to understand? Is it too hard to grasp? Well, I did some digging in this. And, and actually, as we hear about it in English, it's, yeah, eating, it's just, it's weird. But the truth is the word for eat in the original language is more like munch, devour. Imagine somebody at an at a eating contest with hot wings, you know, with just all food all over them. Okay, this is kind of what Jesus is talking about. He's basically saying going all in, giving it everything you've got. That's what he's talking about here. And he's saying that following him means going all in, giving it, giving it your all, all you've got. And they're saying, you know, that's too hard. And so Jesus, knowing that some of them were offended by this, said, look, I know this is too hard for some of you. That's why I said that only the ones who come to me are the ones sent by my father. And at that point, it said that some of them left. Now, we shouldn't be too surprised about some of them leaving, right? I mean, it's a crowd of 5,000. But what shocks me here is it said that some of his disciples left. Now, realize the disciples here are not the 12 we're talking about. We're talking about, though, followers of Jesus. These are people who believed in him. And they quit. They quit. Why? Because it was too hard. Now, the truth of the matter is, sometimes we quit on our discipleship too, don't we? I mean, if COVID has shown us nothing else, I mean, we started back in church about a year ago with 25 people that we never got 25. And then we had 50 and we never got to 50. And then we opened it back up and we've gotten more and more. But across the board, churches everywhere, what they've said is that, that uh, we have lost about 25% of our worshiping community. Not just at Pisgah, but everywhere. 25%. Now granted, some of those churches, and we included, have lost people because, well, they didn't necessarily agree with the way things were being handled and so they went somewhere else. Don't like that, but it's fine. 
because at least people are going somewhere else, right? But most of that 25%, they ain't going nowhere. They're just done. They just quit. Why? Because sometimes discipleship gets too hard. But, and it's not just about that. I mean, we've all been there because, I mean, nobody likes to hear money sermons, do they? I mean, oh, now that's the preacher going from preaching to meddling. We don't want to hear that. So we quit. Or what about this? You are called to forgive this person. But don't you know what they've done to me? Don't you know how bad that person is? That's too hard. Or we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves. I mean, let's be honest. The big love your neighbor thing right now is wearing masks. And I hate wearing a mask. Hate it. And I got used to not having to wear one. And now they're telling me I got to do it again? That's too hard. You see, as disciples, you and I are called to live differently. We're, we're called to live a life that, that shows the praise and love, forgiveness and grace that Jesus showed to us. And sometimes we think that's just too hard. But you know, Peter had a pretty good response. Jesus looked at the 12 after everybody left and says, what about y'all? Y'all headed out too? Peter's like, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. And so it's interesting. Do you know why they didn't leave? It's not because they were special. It's not because they were better than anybody else. It's not because they, they didn't do sin and, and, and were just perfect. It's because they didn't have anywhere else to go. Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Who else can we go to? You're the only one who has the words of eternal life. You are the way. Where else are we going to go? And so, brothers and sisters, I had that same message for you this morning as well. We may try to go different ways. We may try to follow a politician. We may try to follow some teaching that we read about in a magazine. We may try to follow something on TV. We may try to follow drugs or alcohol. We may try to follow, you know, a, a, a relationship. We may try to go in a direction other than, than where Jesus is leading us. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, only his way is the right way. Only his way will give us the health, the wholeness, the, the, the happiness that we're really looking for. Everywhere else is just a dead end. Where else can we go but to follow him? Now, I do want you to understand we're not talking about if you don't, you're, you're not going to heaven or anything like that. Because... Jesus took care of that. But what I am saying is, you and I have a decision to make each and every moment of every day as to whether or not we're going to quit or whether we're going to follow. Whether we're going to, to quit and just be whoever or follow and be the people that we've been created and called to be. Are we going to be those disciples? And what does that mean? In your bulletin, there's an insert this week that, that Deacon Deborah wrote. Um, and it's one of the six signs of living, which is how we describe discipleship here. And, and she's been going over, well, we've been focusing in on some of them every, every week. And, and here in this month, we're looking at step up. 
Step up is my favorite of the six signs of living because what it says, what it's telling us to do is to step up and use the gifts that we've been given. Step up and be the people we're supposed to be. And that's what, we're called, that's what discipleship primarily is. It's stepping up. It's not quitting. It's not moving back. It's not saying it's too hard. It's stepping up and showing your gifts to show God's love. Sharing your gifts to show God's love. That's what it is. My friends, there's too much on the line for us to quit. There's a world that needs us. There's a war- there are people in this community that needs us. We can't afford to quit. Go and be the disciples that you've been called to be. Step up and share your gifts to show God's love. Amen.